Welcome to Clydesdale Media, fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at c4energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Switzer. I'm the Clydesdale. He is Scott Tetlow. Tonight, it is the podcast of two Scots. I like and uh, yeah, um, if, for those of you who don't know, Scott is an old friend of the show. Uh, you actually came on as an analyst for us last year at the games. Yep. Um, did some analytical work for us. Um, so long lost friends. We're back together. Um, here we go. And now you're uh, kicking ass this year, man. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm just trying to hang in there. I guess you could say do the best I can this year. So I, I was watching the leaderboards. It looks like you moved around a little bit. And I know that the leaderboards were pretty fluid for about a week. And then they locked, I guess, Monday or yesterday. CrossFit finally announced they were locked. Um, did you receive any penalties? Did you have to appeal anything? What, what uh, went on there? I, no, I received one penalty for the uh, on the workout floor for the V-ups. There was a couple reps that it said something. My feet weren't over my head whenever I touched, which I went back and looked and said, all right, yeah, that's, that's, that's reasonable. It was, it was three reps. So, um, it was the difference, I think in the West region of a couple, a couple points in that workout. I think I dropped like two or three places because of those three reps, three places for three reps. No, no. Like, like in, in that one specific workout, just three places down on the leaderboard. Yeah, no. Okay, I was like, "Wow, that's an yeah, expensive that, that, V-up." That man. would have been pretty significant for just three reps. I might have, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! Okay, cool. Because uh, we're following a handful of athletes through the season, mm-hmm. and I know some of them got some weird penalties, had to appeal. Some decided it wasn't worth the appeal, um, right? And weird things were happening, like they were getting a penalty, and there were no views on their YouTube video. Yeah, I've heard a little bit about that. I haven't done much digging um, involved in that. Just one, well, one because it did it didn't happen to me. I didn't I didn't check my videos. I'm just saying, like, hey, okay, if they validated my videos, then I'm I'm trusting that their review process took place, and um, and you know, every they they reviewed it and everything looked good. So, but I have heard of some situations like that occurring. Yeah. So our our listener Corey Leonard said Tetlo is both a bad man and a good dude. <laughs> Corey. I think I, I think if that's the Corey Leonard that uh I, that I, I think of that might be uh, I think I might have gone to school with his brother. <laughs> so okay. I think also did you go to the uh, the camp in Louisiana that happened the Southland like in the off season? Southland camp. Yeah, yeah, there's so there's two of them that happened and there's the, I think there's the last one was the third one they've done. But there, there's two of them that happened during the uh, during the off season, so it's a good time. Yeah, so I think Corey was at that. Oh, okay, maybe maybe that's what. It, okay, because I know another Corey Leonard. Then all right, that, yeah, he very well could have been. 
Yeah. And the only reason I know that is one of the athletes are following is a master's athlete, Rudy Berger. Uh-huh. Uh, up, he lives like five minutes away from me. Okay. So I've been doing like a documentary style following him of the season. Okay. And he was at that camp mm-hmm. where he met you and he met Corey. And, um, and so it's been just like a small world type of thing. Yeah, that was Rudy and his, and his wife. That was probably the coolest like duo that I like, I didn't like when I first started, okay, Rudy. Cause I, I'll be honest. I didn't really pay attention much to the, like the, any other groups from the games, except for like the, the, you know, the elite male. So like, whenever I heard about him, I went over and talked to him. Then I found out that his wife was his coach. I'm like, I asked him, I was like, how do y'all, I like my, when I, my wife and I go to the gym, we go, we just start arguing because like I say, Hey, go do this. She was like, I'm doing it right. I'm not going to worry about it. But like those two to have a coach and like her husband, I, th- I think it's just a unique uh, duo. And I think it's awesome. So that I, yeah, I enjoyed uh, meeting them and talking to them a little bit. Yeah. Lynette is legit, a, yeah. like an amazing coach. And as I've gotten to watch them more intimately this season and the way they interact and how um, precise she is about everything, like, like that dude has four cameras on him for every open workout every quarterfinals workout in case one goes down, one battery dies. Like she has, like she is legit. Yeah. That's great. That is awesome. And, uh, and I'm with you, man. Uh, my wife did CrossFit with me when we first started and they tried to partner us up in workouts and it <laughs> ended badly every time. Yeah. I could definitely see that. I remember getting to an argument with planet fitness when before CrossFit with, with my wife about a thruster. And it did not go well. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My wife is not, her jump roping skills are not at the finest. Mm -hmm. She would chuck the jump rope across the room at people. (laughs) Yeah. So when you're around her, make sure you duck. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah. So, so that's how it was cool talking to Rudy because he had such a good time and felt like that Southland camp did so much for him mm-hmm. um, because other th- like, and I don't know if you know their whole story, the way he got into CrossFit and the way Lynette got him, he basically said, it's your time. We as a family are going to support you in this run is she bought him a C2 bike and a weekend with Scott Pancheck. Yeah. That's what she was saying that she went up there and, uh, that's where she's kind of learned her, her coaching skills from is that, you know, she's, you know, zero hesitation to reach out to him. And then I, I think it's great that he like gives his feedback to her, um, to kind of, to help, to help mold and help his program and, and do everything. So yeah, it's, you know, that she's, she looked at Scott as more like a mentor, um, for her. Yeah. And this year, Scott's like saying, Hey, Lynette, you're good enough. Like I'm here if you need me, but you don't need me as much as you think you do. <laughs> yeah. Be, and, be a little uh, standoffish. Yeah. And, uh, and then they really appreciate that Southland because it was just a different perspective of elite athletes mm-hmm. and all that, like, she's like a sponge. She just wants to suck up all that knowledge and everything she can, wherever she's at. Yeah. No, she did. Uh, you know, she 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 reached out. She she asked she asked a lot of us about about 
she asked a lot of us athletes about like, Hey, what about this? What about this? And, you know, I, you know, worked with Rudy, I worked with Rudy, his, his gymnastics and everything, which I was like, I mean, they look pretty good. So, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong, but they were trying to find the small details that would just make them better. Yeah. I love, I love those two. Mm-hmm. What I want to kind of move into next is the one thing you and Rudy have in common is you both work full time. Yes. <laughs> Right. You try, you try to do this, this competitive CrossFit thing. And unlike a lot of the athletes, you have to show up for work every day. So how hard is that balance every day for you? And you're active duty military, correct? Yes. Yep. In the Navy? Yes. In the Navy. So the balance, I wouldn't say it's just, you just got to be okay with change i know a lot of athletes like hey i have my set routine i'm gonna wake up at this time i'm gonna eat breakfast at this time i go to the gym at this time i take my lunch i do my second session i go home i eat dinner and i go to bed it's like a routine that they have but for me i have to like stuff comes up at work like yeah i have i have like a set time like hey yeah you know i'm i'm at work from 9 a.m to 4 p.m roughly those are my working hours so I have to build around that, whether it's wake up early. And I'm fortunate enough to where like at the, the, the military, the command that I'm at, they, they have a pretty good, they have a legitimate gym set up, like lifting platforms. They got a bunch of racks. So I'm able to, if I got nothing going on at work during my work, during my lunch break, in the morning, I go, to, I go work out at work. And then it, at my lunch break, if I got nothing going on, then I'm going to the gym and I'm going to eat lunch while I work. So, um, I'm fortunate enough to have all that. And then whenever if stuff comes up and I can't go work out, well, then I can't go work out and I try not to stress over missing that piece a little bit, but you just have to be, uh, what's the word on, you just have, you can't be like, you have to be subject to change because no matter what my rest day isn't going to be on Thursday, some days, one day it was on a Monday. I had to take, I took two back to back rest days because stuff came up. So, um, it just happens and I work through five days. So I, I, it's no, it's no set routine. It's just being, uh, be, being able to, uh, adapt to whatever, whatever comes up that, that day. What's cool about that is right. CrossFit always preaches. It's about the unknown and the unknowable. Mm-hmm. You live that, right? You don't even know your training schedule based on what could come up at work and what could not. And like you go into some gyms and people have their favorite bar, their favorite spot, their, you know, their favorite dumbbell, whatever. And you, you just got to go with the flow whenever you can get it in. Um, Do you think that gives you an advantage when you go to like a semifinal and it's all out of your control? No, I don't think it gives me any advantage because it, honestly, it, it, because that is in, in all reality, like that's a little bit more structured. I mean, for, for everything. And and like, I have my, I have my, at each facility that I train at, I have my favorite barbell that I use. Like I literally (laughs) scope around, Hey, who took my barbell at work? Like, where is it? And, uh, you know, so I have my favorite spot, my favorite barbell at each said location. And so I don't think it really gives me uh, an advantage at semifinals because no matter what at semifinals, they're going to find out who's, who's the fittest of the fittest there. So, you know, it's all about who's been putting in, who's been putting in the work and the extra little details. So I don't, I don't think it would, I don't think it would give me any extra advantage at semifinals. 
So Corey says flexible. You have to be flexible. Flexible. That's the best. And then, yeah. And then Wad Zombie comes in and chimes in. I live that too. Never know what version of my wife is waiting at home. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Got a text. Like, uh, you know how text uh, texting can kind of be like misinterpreted a little bit. So I'll get, we'll get a tech. I'll get a text message some days and be like, uh, I need a caller to make sure that like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to go to the gym real quick after work, hit a 30 minute conditioning piece or something. So like sometimes, yeah, but spending with, I got two little ones running around the house as well. So, you know, it's, you know, uh, if one of them's not feeling well, then it's like, okay, well I got to go home and I'm going to go home and help out versus, uh, versus go to the gym because still the support, you have to have good support to for to do what i to do what all of us do and if you're kind of and if i'm out there you know wanting wanting to work out instead of come back here and helping out my wife a little bit with the with the baby then you know she there there might be that that missing link so my wife and i my wife supports the hell out of me every single time just like i support her and that's the biggest thing is having that support and being there for for one another whenever and you know just it ma- it makes it a lot easier and uh as far as like go like uh, spending an extra little bit of time when uh, away from the family, when, you know, everything's good at home. And your wife has a stressful job too. Not anymore. So not anymore. Not anymore. No. <laughs> oh, she, she, she retired. No, she, she kind of left, uh, left the police department just because of the lack that she was the lack. She, it was a rough schedule to be honest. And then like with me being active duty, we kind of assessed the situation and, you know, with me being gone, we didn't really, we, we, we wanted somebody here with our kids and everything. So now, which that, that, you know, family's priority. So now we're actually opening up a tattoo shop because she's doing tattooing now. So I knew that that was like, she was working on that. Yep. Last time we talked and, and, have you got any new ink from her now that she's doing that kind of more or are, is that for other people right now? No, that's for other people. Like we can't, I, I, I don't, I, I'm tired of using my body as skin, free skin for her. <laughs> so, uh, no, we got lucky. Well, she's a, she Stop set up using my body. Yeah. She said, using she's me set for my body. Place. I mean, I got some ideas, but go, go talk. Um, so no, so she's been, she's set up in, in a shop now um a tattoo shop so she is she's got plenty of people to tattoo but uh i mean i still i got a few ideas that she has drawn up on her ipad that is gonna be happening sometime in the future all right well i wish i lived closer i'm trying to get my my sleeve full just just come down and visit hang out for a little bit hang out for a week we'll get it done (laughs) yeah right now i'm at half i just need to finish it off okay that's what I got on my right arm. I need, I need to finish it off on my right arm. Yeah. So well, that's awesome, man. That's great news. Cause I know, I knew that that was a goal of hers at one point. And the fact that she can do that now is really cool. And really with that job, she can kind of make her own hours. Yeah, she that, definitely. And that was kind of the perks of it. Like when we sat down, we like, okay, well, what are you going to do? Like, what do you want to do? And she was like, I want to tattoo. And I was like, yes, I've been saying this for years that you should tattoo. So I was like 100% behind her on that. So we have a couple questions here. Okay. Um, one is Scott, how do I get that grown man thick neck like you? 
Oh, uh, you got to be five foot three and be very compressed in the spine. <laughs> and then we have Corey back in. Where is she opening up at, Scott? I actually do live close to you. Slidell. Slidell, Louisiana. Yeah, I know Corey's down in Louisiana. I don't I don't pretend to know the geography down there, but um so you mentioned the small kids. Now your wife has a more flexible schedule. That's awesome. Does that give you more time to get some training in and open that up? Or is it more time for you to spend as a family? Both. So it definitely allows me more time because now instead of me dropping the kids off in the morning because she's sleeping because she's on night schedule or something, then now I'm able to go and actually have I have a little bit more of a consistent schedule, I would say, which is which is nice leading up to semifinals. And so now I'm in the I'm in the gym in the morning and I'm able to get a lot of my a lot of my stuff done. And then the afternoon is still like, hey, you know, obviously she's working and I'll go I'll go pick up the kids or whatnot from school and do that. And then I'll just come back here. But, yeah, it's definitely a lot more it's a lot more flexible or it's a lot more uh, structured now as what versus what it was. And also I'm able to have a lot more family time, which is nice. (laughs) Yeah. So Corey actually is in Gonzales. Gonzales. Okay. He, said, he said about an hour and 15 minutes away. Yeah. Come on, man. She does good work. So um, I know one of your kids plays baseball. Yep. Uh, and I, I can't remember the ages. I know one's pretty young, like, like one or two. No, one's eight months. Eight months oh. and the other one's seven. Okay. Yeah. Wow. You, you wait, you waited a little bit in the middle there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're coaching baseball. You used to play baseball as a kid. Mm-hmm. What's it like being able to, to pass that on to your son? It's, it's great, especially this year. Cause last year he was in T-ball and he didn't really like it this year. He's in coach pitch. So now he's actually learning to understand the game. The kids can actually catch the ball somewhat. So it's more enjoyable for me this year as a coach because I'm actually passing on the knowledge versus just trying to herd, hurdle, uh, herd cattle all over, try to get these kids to pay attention. So it's nice. And, you know, he, he's actually, he, he, he enjoys it. And that's the biggest thing is that I don't want to force a sport down my kid's throat just because of what I played. So the fact that last year he, he was there like, I don't want to play baseball next year. I was like, all right, well, let's just, let's just wait and see. And then, now he he wanted to play baseball and now he loves to play baseball. He he likes baseball more than any sport right now. So that's a huge that's just great news for me. And I'm hoping that he just keeps it up because he's I mean he still learns, he still makes mistakes, but you know, he's playing second base. So he's an infielder. I just got to get him to learn how to throw the ball hard instead of uh, you know, he's he's a little intimidated on making a bad throw right now versus so therefore he does make a bad throw. <laughs> But, right. uh, but yeah, no, he, he enjoys it. I enjoyed a coach. I enjoy coaching him. I also enjoy just coaching all the other kids. And, um, you know, I, I think it's fun. I was, I was like, I was pumped up for like day one of baseball practice. Well, I was like, I haven't felt this since high school. <laughs> so when you take your bag to the, to the ballpark, what snacks are you putting in there for you? And what snacks are you putting in there for your son? Uh, putting a uh, big league chew in there for both of us. And then, uh, I don't know. I, that's, that's pretty much it. Just chewing gum. 
<laughs> There's a snack. No, no sunflower seeds. No oh, corn man. nuts. No. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm, I wasn't a big uh, chewer of sunflower seeds. I just chewed gum. Okay. Yeah. When I, I mean, I'm old, but um, when I played, it was all the big league chew. Mm-hmm. And then they had the uh, the jerky snuff. Oh yeah. Yep. I remember that. Yeah, the super salty uh, jerky snuff. We would put that in when we played. And... Yeah. I had, I had, and then I, sunflower I, seeds came after me. I'd have the real stuff in the dugout in high school. <laughs> yeah. Le- some some people hid that inside their big like in their inside <laughs> their big leg chew. Yeah, if you're smart. Yeah. Yeah. And what position did you play growing up? I, Ca- I was catcher. catcher. Yep. Catcher. Yeah. So yeah, how and your knees are still okay? Yeah. I I yeah, they're they're good. I mean my nice. I, I think CrossFit hurts my knees more than baseball ever did. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can see that. What you guys do at an elite level is just insane. Yeah, the volume, yeah, yeah. So um We'll go to the big league chew one first. A wad zombie big league chew. That's how you get the neck and jawline. Yep. Chew it all day. Strong bone structure right there. <laughs> and then um, Bruce Wayne asks, what rank are you in the service? I am a petty officer first class. So an E6. All right. And then, and then Bruce also says, you can whittle a good stick uh, when you're in the dugout. I don't think we were allowed to have knives back then. I, I don't know what uh, little leg Bruce was involved with. What, what does that What does that mean? A whittle a good stick? Uh, whittle where I grew up is you carve a stick with a knife. Uh huh. Um, I don't think we were allowed to have um, knives in our dugouts when I was growing up. <laughs> but I don't know where Bruce grew up. So. Okay. <laughs> And then uh, Ken Kenneth says, I always went with the Matrix Powerade and David Sunflower Seeds. If we had a doubleheader, my dad snuck me a Red Bull. If I had to choose Sunflower Seeds, it would be the uh, the Dill Pickle Sunflower Seeds. Uh, that's a quality pick. Yeah, I think I, think I would choose the... Yeah. So I want to get into this season a little bit, but I want to start by the, your offseason. You you qualified for rogue didn't tell your wife at the time you were doing it and then qualified (laughs) and then, and then you made it. Mm -hmm. Um, so what was that experience like at rogue? Did you feel like, like rogue treats their athletes at such a high level? What was that experience like? Um, it was, it was by far the, the best competition I've ever competed in. Uh, it was, it was very, very eye opening to go to that level of competition and kind of be surrounded with those athletes because they were all, you know, the top athletes from the games, everything. And then it was kind of like that because whenever I qual, the feeling that I got is when I qualified for the 2020 games and then it went online because of COVID and stuff. So I felt like I didn't really get that experience. So that being part of the Rogue Invitational gave me somewhat of that experience out there with them and be like, okay, like kind of lit, kind of lit a fire in me to, you know, you know, obviously to, you know, qual- try to uh, do my best and qualify for this year. 
so it was a really cool experience. Um, I'm glad that I'm glad that it happened. So uh, it just kind of like it just kind of set the precedence for this year. I felt like. And their swag was baseball related. Being yeah. a former baseball player, you got the jersey, you got the bat. Um, what was that like? And you got to even do some uh, like hitting drills, right? Yeah, I was rusty. I was rusty. I'm pretty sure I like I, I hit like two little dink grounders to third base on the first two when I was like, man, it's been a while. <laughs> after that, I had to get I had to get a round two just to kind of like give myself some confidence after that. <laughs> yeah, but no, it do, you, was, uh, do you just what? Oh no, go ahead. Finish. I was, I was just saying, no, it was, it was cool from the, the, the gear that they gave us to, you know, the, the hotels that they like rogue just was super professional about everything that I, that felt like they just did it right. So it was, it was awesome. Do you have the uh, bat and the Jersey displayed anywhere? Or? I got the bat actually still in the car <laughs> from, uh, <laughs> to be honest with you. Cause I don't want, I don't like if my, if I pull it out of the car, my son's going to take it next thing, you know, he's going to be hitting rocks with it or something, you know? So, uh, so that's, that's kind of tucked away. The jerseys, the jerseys, the jerseys like in my closet, um, hung up. So I haven't, I haven't worn it. I want to kind of get it. I, I kind of want to put it in my gym. I got a whole bunch of display stuff in my gym. I got something I'm working on right now for like jerseys, but, uh, but then, and I'm going to, and I want to add it to that. So when you get your James games Jersey this year, you can add to that, right? Absolutely. Yes. 100%. Right. So then after Rogue, you got to participate in the first ever Fit Wars. Yep. That, yeah. We got Wad Zombie in the chat here, the guy who put that together. What was that experience like? That was cool. Um, you know, like they reached out to us and they were like, hey, what do you guys think of this? Would you be willing to do it? I was like, he, like I was like kind of like, who am I going to be going up against? And then he was like, how would you feel about going up against Colton? I was like, dude, let's settle this right now. Like between the two, five foot three guys, let's settle this. And, uh, so that's, so that was cool. Once he said that Colton's Colton's doing, I was like, yeah, I'm in for sure. And you know, it's, it's just fun. I think it was, I, I think it's, I, I think it's unique. I think it's a really cool opportunity for other athletes to get out there and do, and, uh, you know, just have some fun against, uh, against another competitor that's similar to them. And I gave, I gave, um, I gave Nick some like feedback, like, Hey, I think that, you know, what, what if you did like a, uh, something like a highlight reel, like kind of like leading up to it. Cause he was like messaging us some stuff like, Hey, I created this. It could kind of like set the mood for it or kind of give some type of like a uh, preview before, before the show, almost like a fight and everything. And it's like, Hey, what if you did something like you asked like three questions to a person, to an individual, then you can kind of like, Re, you can kind of like add that into some type of like preview before the fit wars thing. You can actually like make somewhat of a production out of this. And it was, so it, it was like super cool to like go through that and be like, Hey, like, you know, we were kind of like the, tr the trial, the trial uh, guys. And it, it, was, it was, I, I felt like it was a, a cool opportunity to be, to be chosen for the first one. And you guys got a lot of exposure. Like it was just you two. And yeah. You, it was your show and you got all of that exposure pretty much free of charge to do one workout. And I, and I remember actually going and talking to my wife. I was like, I'm pretty sure like every single day for a while, I was getting like tagged and everything as far as social media goes and promotion, promotion. It was like, it was free, free promote. It was promoting me and Colton. It was like, I was like, I think this is the most publicity I've ever gotten at one specific time. 
So that was, I think that's a really cool, that's another unique opportunity for athletes because it's just highlighting you too. And it was, it was like a big talk. Like it was on a bunch of other podcasts and it was like a lot of people, like it was getting around. Yeah. And Nick, I will clip that and let you use that for marketing in the future. <laughs> what Scott just said. Um, a couple quick things. Bruce Wayne says, when is the rematch? Uh, we talked, uh, I guess it's going to be at semifinals. It's just going to be some other people mixed in. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and Nick actually says as a dad, your car is the safest place for all your things. <laughs> yes, that is true. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed fit wars. I thought it was the coolest concept and it was just you and Colton. You guys got the entire spotlight just to yourselves. And where else are you ever going to get that opportunity? Yeah, nowhere, really. I mean, because every time you're competing against all these other athletes. So. Right. So, um, and then Kenneth is saying, not only is the rematch at semis, but you guys are going to rematch again at the games. That's right. Yeah. Both of us are going to qualify. That's right. <laughs> there you go. So rogue fit wars. What was your confidence like coming into the season? Um, I, it, it really wasn't my confidence. Just my, like, yeah, I felt good that, you know, doing like competing at rogue and stuff, but more important, like it was just, I was just in a good coming into the season, starting the season. I was just in a good headspace and, you know, I had, I, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but I felt like less stress was on me. I, I wanted to come into this last year, last season. I kind of like, especially after semifinals, I kind of started debating whether or not like, Hey, do I really want to do this or not? Like, cause I just didn't know if I was having fun. So I kind of made some, I made some adjustments to better, to ease my mind and, uh, and just go back to having fun, how I started CrossFit. And once, once I did that go, I went back to having fun and not really stressing over missing a piece or not, because I, I felt like at that point I was putting too much stress on myself. I actually, I feel a lot better. My body feels a lot better and I, and I'm performing, I, I'm performing well, I would say. And I think that it wasn't, it's not necessarily the confidence, just what I, the changes that I've made to, to allow me to enjoy what I do again. Well, and, for someone who's been covering the sport for the last couple of years, I would talk to you at events and like you had to leave as soon as the last events over <laughs> yeah. like and head on back home. Like, yep. and that, that has to add a stress level that other competitors don't have to deal with. Yeah. yeah. Now, is that going to change this year or are you going to have to still do that same thing because of your job? Well, the, the good thing, well, I had to book a flight. And my flight leaves on the Monday after semifinals. So I can't change my flight. So I won't have to, I'll leave the next day. So that won't, that won't be an issue. But what happens here, obviously, if, you know, there's an issue at home, obviously that's going to create some type of internal stress with me because I'll be thinking of that as well as competing. But, you know, uh, but for right now, I'm not thinking about that, but it's, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to set myself up for success. Awesome. Yeah. Cause it's, it's a lot further this year. You can't just drive to Pasadena. No, no. And I, and I hate flying. So I drive anywhere I can. 
Um, so, but yeah, no, I got to fly there this time. <laughs> yeah. This is the first year, both semifinals I'll have to fly to last year. I was able to drive to all but one. Um, so yeah. Um, I want to get into this season, right? You, you come into to quarterfinals and you finish sixth in the West. So you are in the, the last heat, um, at semifinals. How important is that to you? That was, that was my overall goal for the quarterfinals. Um, I, I figured, I, fi- I mean, I figured I would qualify and uh, like in case, uh, uh, with the exception, you know, if something major happened, like I got injured or, or anything, but I set a goal because last year it kind of, I, I don't know. I didn't, I wasn't thinking about that last year, like trying to get into the final heat. So this year I was, I started out in the second heat and never got out of the second heat. So this year I was like, all right, I want to start quarterfinals. I want to do whatever I can to get into the final heat. So whether that is to, if I think I need to redo a workout, then I need to redo a workout. Uh, The goal is to not redo a workout, but if it happens, it happens because I got to get into the final heat. So that, like that was, that was what it was planned around. And then you finished this year, 29th in the world. Last year, you finished 93rd in the world. That's a huge jump um, in quarterfinals this year. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think the the more consistency with with how you're able to train this offseason attributed to that, or was it a different focus? Just different focus. I didn't really have the consistency to start training until about a month ago. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, or yeah, like three three weeks ago, four weeks ago, my wife and I just kind of made this decision. But uh, but no, so it's just it's just the clear headspace that I'm I'm just going back and I'm having fun with it. I got some awesome people in my corner that really help and support me. I got one of my, uh, one of my buddies who's, who's my, who's my coach. who's going to be going up to Pasadena with me. You know, he, I, I, he knows me well. He knows that like, Hey, like Scott, I don't care what you say, what you think you're not going to be able to go unbroken on this. So don't even think about it. Start like, so he'll kind of, he'll kind of bring me down to reality, which is what I need sometimes. And with, with that help. And then I had this other girl, that's there that she I'll tell her my game plan. She'll think I'm crazy and I'll be like, all right, maybe I need to rethink this. So I got some awesome people in my corner and you know, that support me and that, that really helped me, that really helped me push. I got this, uh, I've been training with another semifinal athlete on Elise Moore. So consistent throughout this year. So, you know, we've kind of, she's kind of helped me a little bit, push a little bit harder. And, uh, yeah, and the biggest thing I'm going, like I said, I'm I'm having fun with what I do again. I think that's the biggest game changer. Because if you're not having fun with what you're doing, then you got to ask yourself, why are you doing this? And then you're just dragging yourself to the gym. Like, why do I have to do this? You're not in the, you're not you're not mentally there. In the past, have you ever taken a coach with you to semis or yes. regionals or? Yeah, no. The past two semis, I took uh, I took Nick Urankar, uh, who was with Zeus Method. Um, I took him with me because he he was he was my coach for those two years. Yeah, cool. And then this year you're taking your new is this a new coach? Do you consider him your coach? I or he, just a he, buddy. He I I would, you know, I took him to Rogue with me um cuz Nick, Nick was unable to make it and um and I he did he I don't he just he did he did really good there and I know he's uh he's always got he's he just know he knows me well as an athlete and he kind of he know he's he, like a train with him a lot so he knows my abilities 
and he knows kind of like my thresholds with stuff. So I think having that in having that person there with having that person there that you an individual that a person that assesses you and can kind of like read you and, and and see how you see how you react to certain paces is beneficial to take to a competition because then you know if something happens hey so and so is doing this then I think even though you could do that but I think you'd be smarter doing this so just having somebody that knows you and knows your abilities is uh, is is an important role and if you guys are friends as well it's someone who just keeps it light right like you exactly yes yeah and and just allows you to kind of debrief after every after every event and get ready for the next one and just take a breath and be able to move on. Um, Nick from Wad Zombie is actually asking where you're landing. And I know that's where he lives, is out in that area. So do you know what airport you're landing at? Uh, LAX, the Los Angeles one. Okay. Yeah, I think there's, I think LA has a couple airports, um, but LAX is the biggest for sure. Um, and they're just making fun of Nick in the comments right now. So, um, giving him shit right now, but so I'm excited to see you come because I know in the past you are, a, you have some home runs. Yes. Right. Like you, you win events at semis. I have, I, I believe that I have the ability to win some events. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've shown it cause you definitely <laughs> won one last year. Um, and what would you, what would you say you need to change to back up the wins with? I need to be more consistent overall, not have these like, yeah, cool. A first place finish is awesome, but I would rather have, I would rather have four fifth place finishes than one first place finish. So I, I, my, I just want to be consistent and just try to execute every workout. I know strength you've been working on for a while now. How is that coming along? It's, it's coming. It's coming. Uh, I had a really good snatch day today. I'll just, uh, so it's, uh, coming. it's not, I'm still, it's still not where I want it to be, but it's coming. And that's, and that's, that's all I can ask for. See progress. So, um, wad zombie, Nick says, I'll pick him up in my work truck. I think that there's a joke in there, um, because I think he lives closer to the other airport. Um, and to go to LAX, maybe not the best part of town. I don't know. I have no, idea. I don't know LA that well. Here's my ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't even bought my ticket yet. I mean, I'm going, I just don't know. Maybe I need to talk to Nick before I buy my ticket. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm telling him I'm gonna DM him, <laughs> or I'm gonna DM right. you. <laughs> you got that, Nick? He's DMing you. Um. Well, with that, um, the goal is the games. I'm sure. Yes. Consistency, strength. If you get a home run, that's great. But that's not what you're aiming for. You're aiming for consistency. Consistency. Yeah. It's that's 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 the name of the game when you go up there. Um, any family able to go out with you? We're um, my wife. We're we're trying to figure out a way for my wife to go out there, but it's tough with the two kids because, you know, we went to I went to Wadapalooza one year, and my son looked at it as like a vacation, 
and when he wanted to go out he wanted when he wanted to go out swimming on the pool and stuff and then i'm like no i got you know i want to stay inside and rest he was like yeah let's go so i felt bad so i i went out there and played with the pool and i just don't like so it's, it's rough it's tough with the kids um uh, but we're trying to find ways for my wife to come out i asked my parents if they want to come out but they don't fly so <laughs> uh, yeah that's crazy I and I get it. Like flying sucks. Mm -hmm. Just just the airport to airport to yeah. I hate it. it. As for me as a media member, like all my equipment takes up my suitcase, and then I have to pick like three pairs of clothes, maybe, yeah. and tuck it in amongst the equipment uh, to get on the airplane. If I'm driving, I can take all my stuff. Right. It's just yeah. Flying, flying to me, flying's a hassle. But I'd rather like I'd rather drive anywhere. Yeah, me too. Um, Kenneth asks, "Does Hiller still call you Tetlaw?" No, I corrected him. I made sure of it. I said, "Hey, it's Tetlow. Get it right." <laughs> <laughs> Did he judge your videos more harsh after that? After uh, oh no, no, he actually like Andrew and I like. I think Andrew's a good dude, and. Uh, you know, we have, we have a good, we have a good relationship. I think, you know, I talk, I talk to him every now and then he used to live 30 minutes from me in Chicago. I met him at Wadapalooza and stuff. He, he, uh, we have a mutual friend, Blair Chapman. I used to work Blair Chapman. Um, I don't know if you remember him from Granite games or not, but, um, he, Oh yeah. You know, Blair and I would get together and work out cause we lived 20 minutes from one another and Blair would go over to Andrew's house and go work out with them. They're friends. So, we have so we have a common group that we used to hang out with. So me and Andrew, if Andrew judges one of my videos, then he judges one of my videos and we move on from it. All right. <laughs> well, Scott, this has been a blast. Um, I need to schedule some time to come to Louisiana. Um, how close are you to New Orleans? I'm about 30 minutes. 30, it's I, been my I, wife's dream to go to New Orleans. Oh yeah. We New Orleans, I mean New Orleans is cool, definitely, you know, but uh, I can still count on, I've lived here for going on 10 years, I can still probably count on two hands how many times I've been down to the city, but it's it's definitely, if you've never been, it's definitely an experience to go to New Orleans for the culture and the food, so, but if you do, yeah. if in the New Orleans area, hit me up, I'm always down to work yeah, out. Yeah, she is, her, her degree is in interior design and architecture. And she's never been, she just wants to see the architecture in new Orleans. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of art. Uh, I my wife's more familiar with the, uh, she's more familiar with the streets that are down there that do what that like certain streets have art on it. Certain streets have a bunch of voodoo stuff. And then obviously you got bourbon street. Everyone knows what bourbon street is, but you know, um, there's a lot of sculptures down there, lots of art, a lot of uh, even like people performing on the streets. It's it's really cool, really a uh, unique place. Yeah, and then I just got to get on your wife's calendar to get this sleeve finished off. That's right. There we go. Come on, we can do a trade. Your wife's an interior designer. We're looking for a shop to uh, to to be interior design. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there awesome. we go. All the reason to come down well, to New Orleans. There it is. Well, Scott, thank you so much for jumping on, man. You are the best. I uh, can't wait to see in, in Pasadena and see the performance you put on. Got a good feeling this year, man. Just go, just trying to go in there and keep the momentum rolling. All I can ask for is just, just work ethic. <laughs>
put out and uh, have fun with it. Yeah. Well, with that, guys, thank you for being so active in the chat. Thank you to Scott for being with us. Uh, and we'll see you guys next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast. Thank <laughs> you.